So Evan, I am just going to interject very quickly. Originally, when you said the topped players, my mind my mind did immediately go to, now what the heck are a bunch of bottoms going to do against these peanuts? to look at it, but I am going to Google cricket <laughs> because I do, I want, I have questions about baseball. Right. And you feel like if you understand cricket, then you'll understand baseball. Well, here's my thing. We should do our, we should do our introductions first. Yes, 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 yes. Hey there. This is, this is a cultural event, a baseball recap podcast. I'm your host, Evan Saft. My pronouns are they, them. I'm joined by your other host, Eli. Hi, my name is Eli Lee. My pronouns are also they, them. And I'm excited to be returning to our recording setup to talk some more about baseball, a sport which I still don't understand and still, still, I don't think it exists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so Eli, how, how are you doing this week? Re- ready ready to, to blaze some balls? Well, let me tell you, Evan, I got five hours of interrupted sleep last night, and I went to Costco after work today, so I am absolutely raring to go. I'm in the perfect mindset to talk about baseball. But mm. before I do, we were discussing cricket before we started recording, so I decided to Google what cricket was because I've only ever heard it mentioned in the context of British people hitting each other with bats. And my first um, hit was for cricketwireless.com, which I don't think is the sport. And then I got the the scores for ICC, which is also not what I want. I don't care about scores for this game. So I'm looking at cricket. And it appears to be men wearing helmets, holding bats, which tracks with my initial assessment of it. Uh, looks like there's some kind of ball involved. I see men wearing white uniforms and jumping. So, Evan, I'd like for you to explain to me if cricket is actually baseball, and again, you're all doing a trick on us. So... As far as I am aware, cricket has no bases, and baseball has at least three. Or rather, at least four. So, I'm fairly certain they're not the same, but I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know if cricket is more or less complicated than baseball. That's good. Some big news that I saw on Twitter between our two recording sessions. Um, it looks like baseball 2 dropped. Oh, Lee, you're 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 getting ahead of yourself. That's that's starting in season eleven. We're not there yet. Yeah, we we've only scratched the surface of season nine. So are we going back in time for this, or are we going forward? Uh, we are going forward from where we were. So last week was season ten. 
of Blaseball. Um, as always, listeners, we will be dropping these around the time between the regular season and the postseason so that you can catch up on the last week of Blaseball to get yourself excited for the playoffs in the new season. Um, and remember some good memories, you know? Uh, Blaseball is very, I uh, feel, ephemeral, and it's nice to have that that moment of reflection. But before we get into the minutia of season 10, I, I want to address something really quickly. So, uh, Eli, do you, do you remember what your hope was, your, your, uh, your dream for Blaseball was this week? Yes, I, it was my suggestion that Blaseball should be capitalizing on the parasocial relationships people have with athletes and letting us marry the players. Now, so Lee, I have conducted an extremely informal survey and have found that at least 11 people role-playing as baseball players are role-playing them as married, and that a quick perusal of the, the completely fan-canon wiki, that 15 players are recorded as being married. Now, notably... I have not been able to find any record of a player in canon or otherwise being divorced. So I think that means that in Blaseball, at least, love is real. Love is real or Blaseball is being secretly controlled by the Catholic Church and we haven't figured it out yet. Mmm, mmm, mmm. A, a dangerous, a dangerous game. I'm going to I'm going to say neither of us should start getting into the Catholic Church or otherwise we'll start spending this hour talking about evil. A truly grim prospect. Okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of research of my own since we have we have inducted wikis into the um the fair game for us to talk about on this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead. This isn't a wiki, but it's close. I'm going to go ahead and open up archive of our own. Mhm. Oh, there are there are entries for baseball on archive of our own. Oh, good. Okay. So we're going to we're going to go ahead and search Let's see. Fandom Blazeball. Um, I'm going to go ahead and not click canonical. Um, okay, so Fandom Blazeball, eight works. Fandom Blazeball, parenthetical, video game, 207 works. Evan, is Blazeball a video game? Blazeball is a cultural event, and I would say video experience. Okay, so it's like Undertale. You know, in a way. And I think uh, uh, no better note to, to get into this week of Blazeball. So, so Lee, as always, uh, feel free to stop me at any point for comments, questions, um, to call me a damn filthy liar, you know. All, Great, all I'm going to stop things. you right now. So now that you've, you've laid out some of the minutia of Blazeball to me, Somebody in Archive of Our Own does think Mike and Jalen should be friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I will ask. So typically, from what I know about sports, there are different divisions mm-hmm. for any any given, like, sport. So there's, like, the All-Eastern Conference. There's the Subway Series. There's the Quiznos Series. So is there is there something similar in baseball where it's sort of divvied up regionally 
and then those the people who go through those playoffs square off against each other. Yes, yes, there is. There is the Wild League and the Mild League currently, and those are subdivided into Wild High, Wild Low, Mild High, and Mild Low. Mild High. I've had good, good experiences at Mild High. Mm-hmm. Continue. So, season 10, the ninth season in the Discipline Era. The subtitle for this week is Backdraft. So to give a a, a little bit of a reminder uh, of where things stand in the league, um, the Charleston Shoothies have just won the championships and then been beaten down by a godlike peanut. They have subsequently been cursed with their hitters flinching and their pitchers being mild. And the, the league is sort of reckoning in the idea that there is, there's a boss fight on the table now, apparently. Okay, Evan, um, I'm going to stop you right there. So this is, you said backdraft? This is backdraft, yes. This is backdraft. So I would, just quickly, when do um, Kurt Russell and William Baldwin show up in this? Does Robert De Niro make an appearance? Is there any firefighting? Is baseball scored by Hans Zimmer? Well, so... Uh, of course, there are the Chicago firefighters who are from Chicago, of course. I didn't know if that would be the case, but I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, I've not perused the source code, uh, so I can't tell you whether or not there's some secret background appearances of Kurt Russell. All I can say is that, truly, this is an escape from New York for me. (laughs) So... That's sort of the state of the league. As we saw in our last election, the forecast for birds, solar eclipses, and blood drain passed. As a consequence, we see those are our three types of weather this season. We also see as a consequence of this, as we mentioned during the elections last time, that uh, a pitcher on each team in the league has been granted friend of birds, and batters on each team in the league have been granted fire eater and siphon. So here's another question that I have for Mm -hmm. you. How do the elections work? So there's two parts to each election, which is that there is the decrees, which are voted on by everyone, and the most the decrees with the most amount of votes wins. Um, sometimes there are multiple decrees allowed, so it's just the you know the top voted for. So in this case, there were three decrees that were elected, and then there are the blessings, which are essentially a raffle system, wherein all all the fans of each team can submit essentially lottery tickets or not lottery tickets, raffle tickets for each of the blessings that they want their team to get, and then you know. The teams can win those blessings. Another question for you. Have there been any notable, like, instances of voter suppression in baseball? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Has there been any any instances of, like, voter intimidation? You know what? I can't tell you there's been some voter intimidation. Uh, the UN task, for- UN task Force has not been called in yet to investigate any claims of exit poll uh, mismatching, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in, in, in the history. So, as, as mentioned, there, there are these uh, new abilities that some players have. 
uh, Friend of Birds, which grants pitchers the ability to convince birds to ambush batters and uh, cause them to flee the field getting outs. We see in uh, Fire Eater the ability for players to, if the umps try to incinerate them, to instead eat that fire, becoming magmatic and hitting a guaranteed home run at their next plate. Uh, as a result of this, we actually see another incredibly low amount of incinerations. Not quite as low as last week. We haven't had another season with no incinerations. We have two incinerations this time. On day 13, Jungho Benitez of the Philly Pies is incinerated in a game between the Pies and the Shoe Thieves and replaced by Yusef Puddles. On day 39, Annie Rowland, beloved player of the Yellowstone Magic, is incinerated in a game against the Crabs and replaced by Bonk Jones. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Bonk Jokes. And Bonk Jokes is just the just the most recent member of the, the Blaseball Jokes dynasty. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Jokes is, uh, the first Jokes we've seen. If you're, the games dynasty we'll see is, uh, possibly, uh, possibly of, of record soon. Well, maybe I, I may have actually misnamed the yeah like the the right family here so because i'm still on archive of our own um i see a lot of mention of york silk and also york silk's mom <laughs> and york's mom and mrs silk yep. and mrs silk again but with a period after mrs this time <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say that um we might she she the silks may be a, uh, a hot commodity here in baseball. Well, as a reminder, York Silk was recently abducted. Uh, York Silk, commonly considered to be a uh, fan cannon as an eight-year-old child, uh, was abducted by the Peanut to play on the, the Shelled Ones pods, as we saw at the end of last season's playoffs. Which is a real heartbreaker to happen. I'm also seeing uh, another perhaps family dynastic thing going on in baseball. Uh, Dominic Marijuana and Randall marijuana. Oh, oh, we'll get there. So, so moving on. The final of these new abilities that we've seen is Siphon. Which is the ability where they get to steal gasoline out of your car. Uh, well, they're certainly stealing fuel as, of some kind because players with Siphon will drain blood much more often and in new and creative ways. Previously, we had seen uh, blood drain being pretty straightforward. Players drain another player's blood and gain some of their abilities. We see a, a large increase in... In siphons this season with 84 confirmed blood siphons. Some of these are just direct siphons of uh, ability, just straight ability. Some of these, uh, some players with blood siphon are able to steal some of that blood and use it to generate outs, generate strikes, uh, remove balls from the count. This, of course, being the balls for a walk, not balls from play. We haven't reached multi-ball version of baseball yet. And going back to, to another dynasty, of these 84 confirmed blood siphons, nine of them are from one Richardson Games, who uses this intense blood-sucking ability to become the first player to reach seven and then eight stars in any stat. And I am very excited to see if uh, we are going to have anybody siphoning blood using my personal favorite technique, uh, kitchen mandolin slicers. Interesting, interesting. Um, not much suction. Evan, I gotta tell ya, 
It hurts. I can believe that. Also, of note this season, uh, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, for the first time since her return, is no longer beating players while on the plate. And we see that her debt has mysteriously disappeared. The only clue to this comes from the microphone on Twitter, the Blaseball Mike on Twitter, at Blaseball Mike, with the message, Jalen, tell it, tell its boss, we're in. She can have the shares, hostile takeover. After which- So is it possible that uh, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers was victimized by cancel culture and has been unduly silenced? Uh, no, they're still, she's still pitching. She's just not hitting, she's just not hitting batters anymore with those pitches. And her- Which sounds like an infringement on free speech to me. Well, I mean, her debt was apparently forgiven, at least as far as we know, so we'll see what happens. So, that's our big overview for the season. Let's, let's get into some highlights from the regular season. Not quite as much happening, um, but definitely some big occurrences. Uh, as, as we'll note, everyone outside of Wild High now has to run a fourth place, or rather a fifth place, to get a run, which leads us to on day seven in a game between the Shoe Thieves and the Philly Pies, with all four blazes loaded, Simon Haley hits the world's first Penta Slam, getting a home run, scoring five runs with all players loaded, and as a result, finds the four-star Blagan Ball. So, couple words in there did set, set off alarm bells. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four-star Blagan Ball. Yes. Uh, would there happen to be other Blagan Balls? There are. Could I hazard a guess as to how many? More than you'd think. 19. Uh, you know, our, our maximum, our, our highest number so far has been nine. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what- So I'm only off by one syllable. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But yeah, um, our, our, four, the four star Blagan Ball has been found by Simon Haley. So when you, um, you say found, is this just sort of a like a, a side Easter egg hunt that the baseball players can do while they're they're hanging out, like playing shortstop or whatever? Lee, I have no idea. We found some wagon balls, <laughs> uh, and we don't know what they do yet. And you know, we'll we'll just. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how this develops over the course of the subsequent seasons. Yeah, and I'm sure, and and we'll find out when we go back to historic seasons how some of those other blagan balls were found. Other than that, the the season uh, most notable thing probably in the season day seventy two, Finn James of the Baltimore Crabs throws the second perfect game in baseball history. Go Crabs! Go Crabs! My beloved Baltimore Crabs. And things proceed pretty standard as you might expect. A lot of blood drinking, not too many incinerations, birds showing up here and there. Uh, until standard baseball things. Yes. Uh, until. The evening of Thursday, uh, our time, not baseball time, I don't have the exact day on this, but it's around early, late, uh, mid to late 80s uh, of baseball days, where we see, um, so Lee, now's the time when I'm going to talk about the idol board a bit. So, I've mentioned it last season, but the idol board, Mm -hmm. of course, is the leaderboard, which tracks who's been idolized the most. And as you might recall, last season, we saw that squid icon that was following around the top-shelled player and led to Polkadot being eaten and then freed. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time, we see some icons matching the weather of this season alongside certain uh, ranks on the idol board. 
the community fairly uncertain what these mean until the evening of Thursday when my beloved Baltimore crabs decide to experiment with Tillman Henderson's corpse uh, and push him up into the top of the idle boards, seeing that when a dead player, a player in the, sorry, a player, uh, an incinerated player in the Hall of Flame goes on to one of these slots, we see these icons light up. And honestly, if you've got a dead body around that you're not doing anything with, like, why not? What else are you going to do with it? Exactly. As part of this, uh, the, the, the baseball community takes immediate notice and a plan is struck to place various players who are currently listed in the Hall of Flame into these different spots by day 99, the end of the regular season. So have they decide? Have they tried doing this with like other people? Was like, hold on, let me pull up the archive of our own character mm-hmm, tags mm-hmm. again, so I can reference an actual person. Nope, that's backdraft. So like, I'm trying to find a good one. Hold on. The problem is there are too many good ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So was it? It was it sort of like six pack dog walker was just hanging around by like the shortstop position and was like, well, shit, I could probably get my mom up there if I have, like, a couple of guys hefter up. Like, his mom, I need to to clarify that, like, the mom isn't dead in this scenario. She's presumably, like, in the stands uh, cheering on her her child. Um, and then they just, like, heft up Mama Dog Walker and just hoist her into the the board uh we have not found a way to idolize non-blaseball players like six-pack dog walker's mom uh six-pack dog walker was earlier experimented on in the list uh because besides the three weather icons for the season there was a microphone icon on slot 14 and as we of course remember from last week six pack dog walker is a receiver for the microphone thank god i thought you were going to tell me that six pack dog walker is canonically an orphan <laughs> <laughs> There's only one canonical orphan in baseball, Eli, and you named that person. Um, it's actually part of their trading card. <laughs> so on day 99, the baseball community attempts to get six dead players, six players in in the Hall of Flame uh, to these weather slots along with Jalen Hot Dog Fingers to slot 14, that microphone icon. Unfortunately, there is a wrench thrown in the works. Uh, We see at the last minute as uh, a a section, a, 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 a contingent, of players uh, attempting to get Thomas Drake Dracana, who is absolutely not a vampire, uh, into the spot for Blood Drain. Uh, sh- now, was that was that um, their full legal name? Thomas Dracana. Legally not a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Dracana, not a vampire. Uh, no, unlike Oliver, not a robot, not a vampire is is a, is a fan attribute. Thomas Dracana is their official name. We see him and Han Fox knock two dead players out of position. And then some things happen, Eli. Oh, okay. We haven't gotten to the things yet. Mm-hmm. So so the, the first thing that we see is these... these uh, 
These players who are in these positions, we see a, a couple of them, or we see the majority of them granted the bonus from earlier in the week, matching that icon. So Thomas Dracarna, despite not being a vampire in any way whatsoever, does gain the siphon ability for the next, uh, until the end of the season. And we also see those powers go to the players who have been incinerated for what reason yet unknown. Sometimes it just be like that. Sometimes it do be like that. It do be like that sometimes. And then also, Jalen Hotdog Fingers is called back to the void and taking Jalen's place is none other than the bad boy of baseball, Tillman fucking Henderson. Tillman fucking Henderson. Tillman Henderson setting a new speed run for time between incineration and resurrection. Tillman Henderson, the 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 beloved garbage person of the Baltimore Crabs. Tillman Henderson, the second person, the only person besides Jalen Hot Dog Fingers to be resurrected comes back in pitching pitching for the charleston shoe thieves replacing jalen hot dog fingers who we see return to the hall of flame <sighs> jalen hot dog fingers who most notably in my recollection has an archive of our own tag that says morally gray jalen hot dog fingers <laughs> And and that is that is where our regular season ends. Going into our wild card uh, series, want to take a a quick note of, of two records. Um, the first being the my beloved Baltimore Crabs. While they are not able to match their previous best record and uh, record for the league so far of 80 wins, they do set the first league record for nice wins as they get 69 wins. Nice. Also- We love seeing the crabs do 69s, folks. It's just a cancer symbol. Come on. Yeah. We also see the Unlimited Tacos with their first winning record Ever in the history of baseball, the Tacos with 51 wins and 48 losses, their first winning record, and they're also selected for the playoffs at fourth seed for the Wild League. So good job, Tacos. Good job for you. Now, going into our wild card, we have the fourth seeds, the Philly Pies for the Mild League and the Unlimited Tacos for the Wild League. Going against the wild cards for each division, the New York Millennials and the Hellmouth Sunbeams. In an upset, both the Hellmouth Sunbeams and the New York Millennials sweep the fourth seed, taking their place in the playoffs. So, come Saturday, entering into our playoffs, we have from the Mild League, the Canda Moist Talkers, the New York Millennials, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, and the Kansas City Breathments. From the Wild League, we have my beloved Baltimore Crabs, the Hellmouth Sunbeams, the San Francisco Lovers, uh, the Lovers... I, I should mention, I forgot to mention earlier this season, making a, a strong showing this season with their new blood transfusion. All of their players have been given love blood, granting them the charming ability, uh, allowing them to charm players and sometimes uh, and convince them to fail 
leading to either granting the lovers walks or just willingly striking out against the lovers. And Love Blood was most notably the song that was playing by Susie Sue during the Hannibal series finale. <laughs> and finally from the Wild League, the Houston Spies. Uh, nothing, nothing quite as, uh, as dramatic happens this time in the Division series. We see the New York Monios overtake the Canada Moistalkers. Notably, the Moistalkers, the number one seed for the Division, for the Mild League. Uh, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, despite their curses, overcome the Kansas City Breathments. The Baltimore Crabs sweep the Hellmouth Sunbeams. And the San Francisco Lovers overtake the Houston Spies. Going into our championship series where we see the Charleston Shoe Thieves sweep the New York Millennials and the Baltimore Crabs sweep the San Francisco Lovers despite their love blood. Which means, Lee, that going into the Season 10 Internet Series Finals, we have, once again, the Charleston Shoe Thieves versus the Baltimore Crabs. The same match that we saw last season, a grudge match if you will, between these two teams. The ultimate East Coast grudge match. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not the only set of deja vu. As we see, the Crabs win the first game. The Crabs win the second game. And then, in the bottom of the eighth, with the Crabs up by nine, Pedro Davids is on base. Tot Fox hits a single. Hot Fox, of course, of the Baltimore Crabs, bringing in Pedro to score. And then the Crabs accumulate 10 runs. The sun collapses. The moon is swallowed. The black hole forms. Sun 2 rises. The black hole swallows the runs and the shoe thieves win. And folks, that's a massive upset if I've ever heard of one. This is, this, it was certainly surprising. Notably, we'll get, we'll get to this later. Black hole on the ballot for this season's election, but has not won yet. The election hasn't happened. We are seeing apparently a mechanic before it has been voted on. Time is fake as it is for much of 2020, and we now see at, at the top of the ninth, the score once again at 0-0 as those 10 runs for the Crabs have disappeared. The Shoe Thieves now have negative one wins in this best of five series. And the the mathematicians in the baseball community, as well as any coders, are reeling with what the heck this could mean. Luckily, in extra innings, we are spared from having to find out what exactly this would mean if the, if the Shoe Thieves won this game as the Crabs are able to shame the Shoe Thieves in, in, in extra innings and collect their third win. Their third win, not only of this series, but of the championship. The Crabs have earned their ascension, apparently. They go on from this championship, and as was expected, we see the newly triumphant Crabs march forward to face the Shelled Ones Pods. It's like we say in Atlantic City, I love crabs. Now the crabs uh, once again enter against the peanut. As noted, we see those great health bars come up again, those spirit bars. The peanut once again with 30 million, with around 30 million. The crabs with around 32,000. The, the crabs 
are set to play. Wyatt Quitter, the worst player on the Shelled Ones pod, steps up to the plate. The Baltimore leading off the Shelled Ones starting batting. We see a ball. A strike. A foul ball. So two, two strikes now. And then Wyatt Quitter hits a single. Dealing 1.5 million damage to the Crabs. Dropping them immediately to zero. We notice at this point that the Peanuts, where they previously had pity, no longer have pity. So, at this point, the Crabs, the Crabs have just been absolutely trampled in, in one at-bat by the Shelled One. The Shelled One gloating uh, that, that the Crabs would even be considered the champions of this league. And then, and then... We see on Twitter... As we so frequently do. As we so frequently do. As the microphone begins to speak again. Friends, we can't win this. Not alone. We need help. I made a deal. One more game. It was the best I could do. And then... Well, I don't know what happens then. But please, now or never, rally. A new challenger appears, entering in against the Peanut are the Hall Stars. Players who have the the top players, the players with the most Peanuts tributed to them in the Hall of Flame enter against the Peanut. We see Landry Violence rises and their spirit is added to the Hall Stars. We see Workman Gloom, Kiki Familia, Emmett Internet, Sebastian Sunshine, Yasmin Mason, Tyreek Olive, Caligula Lotus, the Marijuana Brothers, Randy and Dom, Sebastian Telephone, Boyfriend Monreal, Morrow Doyle, and Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, each of them joining the Hall Stars and contributing their spirit. We now see the Peanut versus the Hall Stars. The Peanut still with around 30 million spirit and the Hall Stars with nearly 150 million spirit. Uh, I should also notice the Hall Stars, uh, similarly to how we saw the Peanuts, uh, the Peanut one, the Shelled Ones pods, uh, with a series of previously un unseen modifications. The Hall Stars are uh, similarly have new modifications. Uh, Squidist, when uh, the team is Squidist, when a player joins the team, they'll become Squidish, as we'd, as we'd previously seen Polkadot Patterson become. Uh, chaotic, the unstable players on the Chaotic team will hit 100% better. Tribute, loyalty, pending, and containment. I'm not going to... If, if you have questions about any of those, let me know. We don't need to get into those at this moment. And, of course, I, I would be... I would be remiss not to mention the Hall Stars motto. Hey now, you're a Hall Star. And they are truly going to get their game on. Truly. And so, the Hall Stars charge into pitched battle against the Shelled Ones pods. Uh, a, a, an epic battle is unleashed. What might have originally seemed one-sided is in fact fairly evenly matched because while the Hall Stars have nearly five times as much spirit, the Shelled Ones pods are delivering massive damage 
above what the Hall Stars can, hitting in the millions, we see that Jalen Hot Dog Fingers is flickering. And we see over the course of this match, as Jalen and Axel Trollolo on the pods repeatedly sh switch places back and forth, Axel pitches for the, the Hallstars, Jalen hitches, pitches for the Hallstars, they flip back and forth repeatedly, Sebastian Telephone is incinerated for a second time and replaced by Scrap Murphy, the, the umps try to incinerate Landry Violence, but Landry Violence, being on the board at the end of the season, has been granted Fire Eater, so he eats the fire and hits a home run and at the end of the day with 30 million spirit left dominic marijuana hits a solo home run dealing a final two million damage to the pods and the game ends 15 to 17 the hall stars so hold on hold on i've been sitting on this joke since um like 20 minutes ago and i i now have my my opportunity to take it so let me just be the first to say r.i peanuts indeed the peanut the peanut who has been enraged and flabbergasted at the appearance of these incinerated players cannot believe what is happening and then the hall monitor that good old lovable squid who I should know to this moment, has been lurking in the background this entire game. The world's most popular hall monitor, mm -hmm. and, may I say, America's sweetheart. Yes. The monitor eats the peanut. Hell yeah. It's kind of bland. Uh, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you really gotta, like, roast them if you want to get a lot of flavor out of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, we see the Discipline Era end and is replaced, quite literally, with peace and prosperity. Oh, and then the Hallminder tells us that the boss is on her way. Well, that just sounds like a great hook for next season. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's get into things, shall we? Because there's, um... Now, now, Leah, as as I've you know mentioned to you know, there's kind of the the the, the flow to a season. Um, yeah, hit me with some analysis, Evan. Well, well, so so the first thing I, I should mention here, uh, this is our first actual pronoun usage in baseball. Um, the boss being referred to as her is our first gendered character, which is which is kind of interesting. It's a huge win for feminism that Blaseball has its own canonical girl boss. Yeah, uh, I, we'll see whether or not the boss has girl power and what she has girl power while doing. But we get, be, before we get to the election, um, because, you know, as, I, as I've typically mentioned, um, the election ends the season, we have one more big thing. Well, you know, we, we have a couple of things because, you know, we we haven't seen what Ascension looks like yet. We don't know what the crabs are doing. Ascension apparently did nothing for this battle with the peanut. So the the, the entire community is waited, waiting with bated breath uh, come the elections. But before we get to the elections, that good old monitor pops up again. My guy. And just lets us know, hey, the boss is here. And then she appears represented by an ancient Roman coin, and informs us, before we can even get into the election, <clears throat> if we could have everyone's attention. We are so thrilled to have done this deal. We're fans, just like you. 
But we're not going to lie to you. Blazeball is a mess. It's been unfair, and that upsets us. Discipline was the past. Fair play is the future. And that future begins right now. We're finally going to start investing in Blazeball. We're going to build. Oh, does that mean we get merch? You know, I don't know if there's official merch yet. We're going to build. We'll be working directly with our new CEO, Parker McMillan III. Parker? Parker McMillan? Finally, finally getting a promotion from interim interim commissioner prime minister. God bless him, he deserves it. We're all extremely proud of the work he's done. It's the dawn of a whole new era. That's the last thing we we hear. That's the last big story. I'll even say cutscene. That's the last cutscene we get for the season. Um, I, 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 before we get into the, the, the election and the shakings out, um, I want to bring up one piece of, of trivia, uh, mm-hmm. which is that the coin that we see this boss represented by is first first notably is that this is like the first uh representation that's like just a pure image it's not a it's not like a game icon it's not like a stylized icon it's just a picture of a coin this particular coin is a roman severus with a representation of equitas uh equitas and this is citing from quoting quoting from wikipedia um is the latin concept of justice, equality, conformity, symmetry, or fairness. Justice and horses for all. Mm, mm, mm. So yeah, just something, something to keep in mind. And then we get to the election. A couple things happen. The first of these is that the crabs ascend. The Baltimore crabs have been called up and are granted good luck on their journey. The Baltimore Crabs... Ascended Crabs being another phenomenon in Atlantic City. The Baltimore Crabs disappear from the standings. The Crabs are gone. And replacing them... Hallelujah! (laughs) My beloved Crabs have disappeared from the ILB. And replacing them are a new team, the Tokyo Lift. Also... We see that the shelled one's pods fall back into the plane. We, we see as the, the players who were previously on the pods are scattered amongst the league. Peanut Bong falls to the tacos. Wyatt Quitter falls to the lift. Francisca Sasquatch falls to the Dolly. Patel Beyonce to the stakes. Alejandro Leaf to the Millennials. Wyatt Pothos to the Jazz Hands. Pitching Machine to the Garages. Peanut Old Duffy to the Firefighters. York Silk to the Moist Talkers. Peanut Holloway to the uh, firefighters, Jessica Telephone to the Breathments, and Jalen Hotdog Fingers, who at the end of the game had switched on to the pods, falls to the lovers. And additionally, the Hall Stars. We are informed that the deal is complete. And Boyfriend Monroe, Landry Violence, the Marijuana Twins, Randy and Dom, Workman Gloom, Tyreek Olive, Scrap Murphy, Morrow Doyle, Sebastian Sunshine, Kiki Familia. Kiki Familia, by the way, who played more innings in this game against the Pods than she played in her entire career in baseball. Yasmin Mason, Caligula Lotus, Emmett Internet, and Axel Trollolo having been switched off of the Pods are released. Back into the wild? They 
they also are no longer participating in the cultural event known as Blaseball, meaning that we have found that incineration is not the only way out, and in fact, incineration is not even a way out. No, I think incineration is just you getting set on fire. I'm not an expert on Blaseball, but I am an expert on things getting set on fire. <laughs> And then, and then finally, finally, after all this story stuff, we get to the, the, the election. I'm sorry, I'm, I know I've kept you waited on bated breath for so long, Lee. Oh, these archive of our own tags can, can keep. Now, the decrees on the ballot for this season, as mentioned earlier, Black Hole, Black Hole, notably in the history of baseball, um, Notably for the season, originally named Tactical Nuke, renamed uh, after being uh, after some feedback from uh, fans of the game. Just an interesting note there for how how uh, the game ban is reacting to their community. Eliminator and self destruct. Surprisingly, surprisingly, the baseball community decides not to make the black hole during the finals a one time event, and black hole wins, meaning that if a team scores ten runs in a game. Uh, we'll see, we'll see a black hole happen. At least, that's, that's what the blessing says. Or, that's what the decree says. A once-in-a-lifetime event. And, and Lee, it's try, it's time to get to, to that lovely, that lovely time. It's time for the blessings to be distributed. Notably, the crabs, having been removed, cannot win any blessings. Now that's what I call a blessing of the animals. I don't know if that's what the actual religious thing is called. I hope so. <laughs> uh, we see Divisional Swap, the, the Kanda Moist Talkers, when Divisional Swap, uh, swapping into Mild Low and swapping with the Pies, uh, swapping the Pies into Mild High. Uh, we see the Lovers win Popular by Association, stealing Montgomery Bullock, or so we think, from uh, Montgomery Bullock from the Baltimore Crabs. Uh, except that due to some temporal anomaly, uh, the lovers actually end up stealing Montgomery Mullock. You truly hate when that happens. The, the, the lovers notably winning with only 1% of the vote. Uh, the lovers also win sub-league swap, swapping with, uh, swapping into mild high and swapping the tigers into wild high. Uh, the Charleston Shoe Thieves win noise-canceling headphones, which means that they are stuck with Tillman Henderson. Uh, the Charles and Shoe Thieves also, uh, Charles and Shoe Thieves with a, with an excellent showing, uh, this season. They win five blessings. Besides noise canceling headphones, they win traveling team, granting them, uh, 5%. Uh, bonus on any away games. They win tag team fourth strikes, meaning that they and the Hellmouth Sunbeams are going to have fourth strike in the oncoming season. They also, uh, win Haunted. Esme Ramsey of the Charleston Shoe Thieves is now haunted. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Uh, and their fifth blessing, Shadow Band Together. The players in the shadows of the Breathments, the Fridays, the Moist Talkers, the Shoe Thieves, and the Magic are all boosted by 3% overall. Next, we see the Kansas City Breathments with two blessings, uh, winning Rogue Waves, making Marquise Clark, Gray Alvarado, Stu Briggs, Rodriguez Internet, and Hewitt Bess permanently repeating. And they also win Hidden, Hidden Blessing, calling up Helga Washington and sending Marquez Clark, who, as I just mentioned, was repeating, to the shadows. The Tigers win two protection blessings, Dr. Smedley's Umpire Cream and Sealant. 
making themselves immune to both incinerations and blood drains. The tacos, when sharing signs improving the entire Wild Lowe's division, hitting by 10% and impairing their pitching by 5%. The Seattle Garages, when Darkstar calling up Goodwin Morrow, who was turned into an absolute monster last season. Literally? Well, so Goodwin Morrow, uh, we'll see, because Goodwin Morrow, uh, was maximized last season. Goodwin Morrow has, goodness, let me, let me do some quick calculations here, Lee. Goodwin Morrow, uh, in total, across four stats, has 23 and a half stars. Goodwin Morrow has an average of five and a half stars. Actually, a little above that in their four stats. That's a lot. That's a lot, Lee. I'm glad you clarified because that was going to be my next question. Yes. Um, Goodwin Morrow is out and Mike Townsend is sent back to the shadows. Poor Mike. Uh, yeah, I do, uh, when we're done with this, I do have some questions about Mike Townsend based on just um, these tags that I found on Archive mm-hmm. of Our Own. Continuing through our blessings, I'll try to get through these a uh, little quicker. Tra- Thomas Drakerna, uh is blessed with an actual airplane for the New York Millennials. The New York Millennials also gain Birdseed. The Hellmouth Sunbeams press the nut button, sponsored by the Neo Scum Podcast. Oh, baby. And are no longer allergic to peanuts. They also win divisional walk in the park, meaning that wild low teams will now walk on three balls in the upcoming season. Uh, the Yellowstone Magic win Oh No Blood, uh, blessing them with Oh No Blood. Well, that seems pretty straightforward. And finally, the Hawaii Fridays, after another disappointing season, win People's Champion, stealing three players from the Baltimore Crabs, the champions of this season, including Sutton Dreamy, Montgomery Bullock, and star hitter Nagomi McDaniel returning to the Hawaii Fridays after, uh, I think, about six seasons? Nagomi McDaniel returns to the Hawaii Fridays. Welcome home, Nagomi. Only to find York Silk gone. Womp womp. And, uh, and that's our season, Lee. That is season 10 of Blaseball. Well, I'm glad that we did return to York Silk after mentioning them earlier on in the Mm -hmm. podcast. That's what I call planting and payoff. That's a classic storytelling technique. Uh, so, so Lee, uh, any, 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 um... Any comments? Any, any questions for the season? Anything that you, you, you want to talk about? Yeah, so, I have... This might be kind of a Mm -hmm. meta question. Because I know that there are certain players that are more popular than others, just as sort of a natural outcropping of there being so many baseball players. So, how popular would you say that Mike Townsend is? So, Mike Townsend, thank thank you thank you for sir, for such a great excuse to to do a quick plugly. So, Mike Townsend, incredibly popular. Largely built on the fact that uh, the lovely band that has provided our intro theme, The Garages, who you can find at thegarages.bandcamp.com, wrote a, 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 a trilogy of sw- songs about Mike Townsend. So he, he has essentially inspired mythic poetry is what you're telling me. 100% that, yes. So let me read to you some of the Mike Townsend tags that I have up on Archive of Our Own. 
One thing that I will also note on Archive of Our Own is that there are several tags clarifying that um, the Chicago firefighters, the Baltimore crabs, uh, the Boston flowers, uh, the Canada moist talkers, and the Hellmouth sunbeams are baseball teams that they are talking about, as opposed to, I guess, somebody who really, really loved the obscure 60s drama Chicago Firefighters and was hoping to go on Archive of Our Own and try to find some rare you know what? of them. So let me... I'm going to interrupt you for once. I wouldn't actually be surprised if somehow someone had written fiction about just the concept of Baltimore crabs. A meta, a meta fiction about Baltimore crabs. So I'm going to read you um, some of the Mike Townsend tags that we've got here. Uh, we have Mike Townsend can have a little character study as a treat. Mike Townsend cares about his friends. Mike Townsend has imposter syndrome. Mike Townsend has ADHD. Mike Townsend is a credit to his team. Mike once requested the team be the Seattle bread because he likes it so much. <laughs> and then we go on to morally gray jail and hot dog fingers. Yes, yes. Mike Townsend, Mike Townsend, truly an epic figure who who may outlast us all, quite honestly. Well, if the fiction is any indication, I'd say he's well on his way. So, Lee, is there is there anything else you want to go over? Well, I I do have to admit, I cheated a little bit, mostly because I can't not cheat because my Twitter feed is absolutely... Because you see my Twitter. Yeah, um, not just your Twitter. Um, I would say like every third person I follow on Twitter is currently obsessed with baseball. So it's a little bit... It's unavoidable for me unless I mute baseball, and I don't know how to mute things on Twitter, and I'm not going to learn now. Um, so... Friend of the the podcast, Jeremy, who's also the GM of Apex City, seems to have alluded to the idea that you can vote by throwing peanuts at things. Yes. Is this a mechanic? Well, uh, in, in a way. So, uh, as you'll recall, I mentioned the Hall of Flame. The Hall of Flame, of course, h how the... Yeah. Uh, the, the way to interact with that was by, of course, by tributing peanuts... To players, which is how the the Hall Stars were selected. The the players with the most gotcha. peanuts selected for the Hall Stars and eventually released from baseball after defeating the peanut. So I guess my big question is, who are these players? I mean, do you want me to run through the list again? <laughs> Please don't. I have the archive of our own tag list in front of me. That's going to give me like... The best, like, we haven't even touched on Chorby Soul. Uh, we have not. King Weatherman. So, 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 Lee, as uh, I must ask again, what, what are you hoping for with, with this, with the season of backdraft, with the discipline era behind us? What are you hoping for, for the next season of baseball? Quite frankly, I would like to have a little bit more of a spotlight shown on this Joshua Butt guy that I'm reading on Archive of Our Own. <laughs> Uh, let me let me check real quick if <laughs> there is a tag that says Joshua Butt dash character. There, there. Betsy Trombone doesn't have that. <laughs> Neither does boyfriend Montreal. Excuse, excuse you, boyfriend M Montreal. Uh, boyfriend Montreal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joshua Butt still an active player in the league, so we'll see what comes of that. Um, uh, what team does Joshua Butt play on? Uh, you're, ca you're catching me off foot here. 
Let's see. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware that, like, these weren't going to be softball questions I was lobbing at you. Oh, of course, of course, Joshua Butt. Joshua Butt playing for the Chicago Firefighters. Ah, Josh Butt's a firefighter? What a heartthrob. Josh Butt is from Chicago. So now, Lee, uh, I I have one more thing to tell you. Yes. Because I did, I did leave out one small bit from the boss's message to us, which is that after, after this current season, after season 11, Blaseball is going to be taking a grand siesta. Oh, so it is like I said, um, what they should have for cricket players and the Blaseball people are going to go and like get to take a nap and have a juice box. Yes, in in fact, baseball players must sleep during a siesta. But what this also means, Lee, is that earlier than we we possibly maybe even could have expected, um, we don't know how long the, the siesta is going to last, uh, assumedly at least a couple of weeks, but that means that we're going to be, after after season 11, we're going to go back and, and go over some historic baseball seasons. Oh, fantastic. I've always wanted to know what baseball was like in the 1960s. <sighs> oh, look forward to it. Look forward to it. So... Uh, that, this is, uh, do we, do we have a sign off here? Um, I don't even remember how I ended last, last episode. Uh, I've been Evan Saft. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Names Equipped. You can, of course, find both me and Eli on the Rollout podcast playing a queer as fuck mass campaign. And, uh, Lee, do you have anything you, uh, you want to, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, I have been... As always, Eli Lee, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Hampox. And until next time, may your bases always be loaded. Thanks to the garages for letting us use their song, and I mean all gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.